Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Peter Ide, and I am the campus pastor here in Rosemont. And can I just say, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for making it in the really difficult weather that we're having, right? <laughs> Roads must have been awful. Hey, it is so good to be with you. We're going to continue our time of worship. I'm going to invite the ushers to come forward. And we're going to receive our tithes and our offerings. And I want to thank you in advance for your generosity and your, and your grace in that. Um, we do believe that we, tithing is a part of who we are and what we do. But just so you know that it helps us to do the ministry that we believe God has called us to do. Not just even in the South Metro, but the ministry that, that we are connected with all around the world. And so we thank you for that. And, uh, and just uh, ask you to uh, uh, give as the Lord leads you and so on. So we are, uh, we are in, have you noticed that there's a few extra people up on stage? Or not people, but guests, shall we say. Um, this one is the most entertaining one right here. Um, we, it's, it's an alpaca, or excuse me, it's a llama, not an alpaca. We've had clarification on that. We did a study yesterday. It was good. Um, but it's just fun, right, to have this up here and how this feels. I grew up on a farm, so like the smell of hay and all that was normal for me. I grew up on a farm in western Minnesota, and one of the things I remember about growing up on the farm was that, especially during the Christmas time and the holiday season, how people would come and stop by to see my folks. Now, when I was growing up, we didn't have internet, cell phone, anything like that. We had one phone. It had a cord that was about 300 feet long, so my mom could talk to anybody in the house, or she could go to the barn, or whatever, just so she could always, you know, that tangled cord, right? And um, one of the other things that we didn't, I mean, we had like three or four TV channels. We got four if the tinfoil was properly connected on the antenna on top of the TV. And a bunch of, bunch of the kids are going, what in the world is he talking about? <laughs> right? But I remember that um, people would stop by, just completely stop by unannounced. But my parents were amazing because they had this protocol that would happen if someone showed up. Someone shows up at the house. Usually my mom would say, hey, Peter, go down into the basement, into the freezer, and go get a Tupperware container. I'd go into the basement, deep in the freezer, and there's like four or five Tupperware containers that were filled with like either brownies or cookies or bars or whatever we would call them, right? And she'd go, and she'd put on a pot of coffee. She'd clear off the kitchen table. And then I'd bring up the Tupperware container, and it had a masking tape little label with a Sharpie marker that gave the date on it. And I'd be like, Mom... These are like four years old. And she would go, it's a really good freezer. They're going to be just fine. <laughs> and she'd throw them. They'd kind of hit like, hit like ice cubes onto the plate and have them sit down. And my parents would stay there as long as those people stayed. And they would talk and have coffee and have brownies or bars because that's who my parents were. Those relationships, those people making that trip, that relationship was so important to them. So they would just do that. My parents even took it farther. They would not just make room into the schedule in their day, but my parents would actually make room in their house. This is the actual farmhouse where I grew up. And in that house was not just me and my three siblings, but my parents also took in foster kids. And even at one point when I was in middle school, I remember my parents, through Lutheran social services, brought in this time of Laotian refugees and my parents were like, we have room. Of course, they went to garage sales to buy bunk beds. And just to pile, I mean, we put people in rooms that probably weren't bedrooms. But they were like, they need a place to stay. We can definitely make room for them. Making room 
is really what Christmas is all about. Christmas is about God making room for you and me. And we heard just a wonderful taste of the Christmas story, right? You remember it. So here are Mary and Joseph, super young mom, laid into pregnancy, and one who would be her husband and is going to be dad to a child that's not even from his flesh and bone. And they have to make a trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem. It's about 80 miles. And they have to make the trip because the government has required this thing called the census. And a census, we've had them here in the States. A census means you have to go to your place of ancestral, an ancestral birth and be counted. Now, they rode, we don't know if they walked or maybe rode a donkey or a, maybe an alpaca. I don't know. But they rode, and if you're eight months pregnant or seven months pregnant, it doesn't matter how far you're going or if you're riding in a you know, SUV, it gets to be a long trip. And they get there, and it's tired, and they're worn out, and they're looking for a place to stay, and there is no room for them. Like, I can understand what packed is. I mean, in our house in Farmington, we have, we have like eight, we could sleep eight, right? We have seven people in our family. At Christmas, we hosted Christmas. We put 20 people in our house. We shoved kids into closets and everywhere just to get them to find a place to sleep. That was packed. It's so packed. They can't find a room for a pregnant young lady, her man, and this baby. But there was an innkeeper. The innkeeper says, tell you what, you can go out back and there's a barn, per se. I don't know if it was like this, but you can go and you can go and you can stay there. And in the barn... In the straw, in the hay, in the cold, in the damp. And I would even say this, maybe even the feel of the bacteria-filled area, right? God says, that's where I begin the plan to save the lives of the people I so love. Isn't that amazing? God's saying, I'm going to make room and I'm going to start it just like this. When God makes room... Through the birth of Christ and his life and his death and his resurrection, church, we hear this beautiful truth. He doesn't just make room for us to be in heaven and have a place for us. He makes room for even something that's greater than being at the kitchen table with four-year-old brownies. He makes the type of room that says, I, I'll take you in my arms. I'm making room so that you can come right up to the Father himself and be that close and intimate. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that good? For some of us, I know when it comes to the Christmas story, sometimes we have this feel inside of us going, Peter, I've, I know you're talking about Jesus and that God loves all of us and so forth, but you don't know my story. You don't know some of the stuff that I've done. You don't know some of the things that I have. I even come this afternoon and I have regret. Choices I wish I could undo. Hey, can I just tell you, everybody in this room has been or is maybe even in that spot at some point. And can you know this beautiful truth? All of us fall short. Romans says it. All of us fall short of the glory of God. So we all start in the same place. And yet in Jesus, God says we don't have to stay there. We don't. 
it seems like sometimes are just a repeating story that we do, but it's not even just in heaven, but even now as we come tonight, whether if we are a follower of Jesus or not, we don't have to stay here. God is saying, I have room for you. I have room for a life and an experience that would just be unbelievable, that you just didn't even know could happen. And I love Christmas because Christmas is that great place that has this feel of like, are you with me? To start over, to do something new to experience something you never have before. Peter was a good friend to Jesus because sometimes we wonder, is, it, is Jesus really the one? And he was somebody who actually, he was a good friend. He walked with Jesus. And it says in the book of Acts, it says this. Let's read this together. Can we do this? He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. That he isn't just a good teacher, a good guy, He says, we have no more shame, we have no regret, and I love this part. There is nothing that keeps us from coming to this right here and saying, oh, come, let us adore him. Jesus makes it possible that we can get as close to God as we want. There's a tradition that I knew growing up, and it's a tradition that says, if you put a candle in the window of your house, you're telling anybody who sees that candle that the door is open. You don't even have to knock. You can just walk on in. Like the, if, so you put a candle in your window at Christmas. You're telling anybody, just, walk, just come out through the door. That's what God does in Christ. Jesus actually said he was the light of the world. Have you ever lit a candle in complete darkness? Have you ever done that? Just no? no? Well, we're going to do candles later. Because <laughs> you know what happens? Darkness loses every time. Light the candle. Darkness never can overcome light, especially when the light is alive. Jesus is totally, that is what it's about. God makes room For you and me, by showing us light. And the question is, do you know that there's a light that God has in the window for you? And he says, I have room for you. Come on in. Walk through the front door. Even tonight. Even in this place. Why is that important? Well, it's important because of this, guys. If Jesus is the light of the world... And that light says that there is life. And in that room, God has made a place for, us, place for us. Can I ask you a question? Why would you want to be anywhere else? Why would you want to wait? Why would you want to say, well, I'll kind of get through Christmas and then I'll think about it. Rather than going, I'm just going through the door. I'm just going right through. Because on the other side of it is a God who loves you and adores you and says, I don't want you to be outside. I want you to be on the inside. With me. When Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father but by me, my favorite part of that thought is this. It's not just to get into the room. It's to get right up into the lap of the Father who adores you. Oh, that's good. So maybe there's a question to ask. It's not the question, is there a light in the window of your house? 
that you're making room for other people. Because you heard like Jen and Ryan talking about, that's what's coming up. It's going to be phenomenal. It's not next weekend, okay. Next weekend is time we get to worship at home. And you have that ability and and that material right there in your hands. But we're talking about making room for people in our community, the people that we do life with. My question to you tonight is this. Are you with me? Is there a candle in the window of your heart that says, Jesus, not just one time, but every time I want you to come on in. I want you to come and dwell within me so that I would not ever be the same again. Because that's what Christmas is all about. And you can't screw it up. You can't do it wrong. But when that candle's in the window and you say, Jesus, come on in. There's no need to even knock on my door. Oh, it's so, so good. One of the things, the heart of our church at Hosanna is this. Is that we want to, it's not, we're not here what we want to, we want to do something. It's what we can do for you. We want to be able to walk with you to serve you, to love you, to stand with you in the joys and even the things that aren't hard. You heard Pastor Julia talk about that card. I'd like to invite you to something as pastor if I could. Do you have any prayer requests, anything at all? I would invite you to just write those on there. And I promise you with 100% certainty, your prayer requests will be prayed for. And even as you go through it, you might even find in there going, when it comes to that candle in the heart, by the time we get to end of worship, maybe there's something in there. We have some options that we just want to walk with you with. And the reason is, church, is because if you look around, can we do an awkward thing right now, just for a moment? Just look, at it, just look around, just for a moment. Go ahead. I know it feels weird, right? Can you just know that when you walk, when you have the candle in your heart and you are in the, wind, you are in the room with God, here's the best part. There's other people in the room with you too. Because we do this life together. So I'd like to invite you, if you're open to it, to have a time of prayer. And even if you're okay, sometimes here in Rosemont we go like this. And it's no magical. Would you be able to put your hands like this? Is that okay? It's no magic. It's just kind of a posture to save a way of praying. And in this time of prayer, the prayer is this. You're saying, I don't want to stay the same. I want Christmas to be different. I want to know a different life with Jesus than I ever have before. And whether if it's the first time that you actually pray in this sort of manner, or if it's a multi-time, either way, it's like, God, I just don't want to stay the same. I want you to come on in. I have room for you, Lord. I make room in my life for you. Let's pray together. Can we do that? Heavenly Father, We give you so much, so much thanks for Christmas. Thank you for making room for us, Lord. Lord, I thank you not just for making room, Lord, but for not holding back, for doing something we could never do. We could never come up with an idea of Christmas. We could never do anything to save ourselves from missing the mark all the time. And yet you, Lord, are so good, you came down from heaven to dwell among us, and it begins with the story with Jesus, who is real, his presence is real, and God, 
He lives among us. Jesus, thank you for that. And now, Lord, we, we lift some words to you in prayer. And we lift them in a way, Lord, that we would hear our hearts. And so, church, I invite us, if you would, to even just to repeat these lines. And we repeat them together. And no matter where you are, um, these words are beautiful and valuable. Repeat after me. Jesus, I believe you have made room for me. As an imperfect person, I need more of you in my life. I want to make room for you in my life. Come on in. And everybody said together in Jesus' name, amen. Exactly. And now one of my favorite traditions of us as we come in this time of our Christmas worship, and it's the lighting of candles and then singing together a beautiful Christmas hymn. And so what I'd like to invite you to do is pull out your candles. Now, they wouldn't let me come up here. No one trusted me with a real candle amidst all the straw. I can't figure out why. So I have one of these. So me and anybody underneath the age of 12, we got it going on, okay? All right, so we have candles. What's going to happen is the ushers will come down, okay? And what they'll do is, I'd ask you, once your candle is lit, don't tip your candle. The unlit candle is the one that tips to the lit candle and then lights it just like that all the way down. Keep your hand below that little guard so you don't get any uncomfortable wax and feeling going on. And then we'll leave it lit. The lights will go down. And Nick and Allison and Kyle will lead us together in just a beautiful time of worship in this song. Once your candle is lit, I'd invite you to stand as the ushers make their way. And uh, we just celebrate and worship the Lord in this beautiful hymn. the Savior. 
beautiful, isn't it? So good. As we, uh, um, in a moment, we'll extinguish our candles together at the end of a blessing I have for you. Again, an encouragement, if you have a card and you're saying prayer requests or just to be connected, there's a basket back there that I'll make sure. That's where you can put them. We, we'll be excited to join you in the journey of wherever you are in your faith. That's why we're here. So if I may offer a blessing to you, and then at the end of the blessing, We'll extinguish our candles together. May the Lord bless you, and may the Lord keep you, and may the Lord make his face shine upon you, and all be so gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Merry Christmas, everybody.